So we'll get rolling. we got a very special guest this morning. I actually have my brother-in-law, Brian Jones. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you? <laughs> doing great. How are you? Oh, doing well, doing well. Thanks for having me. Yes. No, glad you're here. Um, so Brian is my wife's brother. Um, Brian is a, he's a character. We love to, to cut up and have a good time. So I think it's going to be a fun show. Oh, it, it sure will be. Yeah. No, I, I like to, uh, I like to tease Brad. You know, I, I was, I was forced to live with Melissa. He chose it, right? So, uh, no. Best decision of my life. Amen. Amen. Uh, no, we're, we're glad to have you. And, and again, thanks for, thanks for having me on. Oh yeah, for sure. So what, uh, you know, we were talking over the phone and we've talked about this a couple times before the show, but we were going to talk about sales. Um, because sales is something that a lot of people don't really know a lot about. Um, it ties into so many aspects of people's lives. A lot of people are selling and they don't even realize it. Um, but I guess to kind of transition into that, give the listeners just some of your background, how you got to, to where you are now with your career in sales. Oh, no, absolutely. So, so I'm, I'm an accidental salesman. So uh, I started out my career, uh, you know, grew up in, in Georgia and, and, and went to school and uh, started out my career on the on the operations side in in a manufacturing environment, right? So I spent uh, about eight years just kind of learning that side of the business, and uh, you know the time came where where I just decided that that was no longer kind of something I wanted to do, right? Yeah. So um, was this wood pallets that you started out with? Yep, okay, yep. Yes. Started out wood pallets, crates, skids, things like that. Um, okay. So. Uh, like like I said, random was a plant manager, ran a plant, um, and, and then about ten years ago, I decided to make a switch. Right, wanted to get actually here to this local area, and and, and so there was a company on Fayetteville that that needed a salesman, and, and I said, well, I need to move to Fayetteville or near Fayetteville, right? So yeah. so so it's kind of a good fit, and uh, you know the the rest is history, right? So so I studied. Um, Studied economics in school, so so I kind of understood the functionality, and then, and then like I said, I got the operations background, so it's it's, it's been a good fit, and uh, never something I, I saw myself doing. Uh, so so again, like I said, it was an accident, but but a good yes. one. Tell God you're playing if you want to hear him laugh. Right? Yeah, absolutely, no, and and again, he he has blessed me and. In so many ways, and and it's unique in, in that you, you you hit the nail on the head. Uh, sales is a is a profession and a skill that that everybody has, everybody needs, but but very few people recognize, right? So sure. you are always selling, whether it's you're selling something to uh, your spouse, your kids, your teacher, your, your minister, you know, just 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 in the world as you get dressed every day. Again, you are always selling, right? And and, and again the the, the the more you recognize and, and, and you hone that skill whether whether subconsciously or not it it just comes comes rolling off yes no for sure I mean one of the things my dad used to always tell me is when a company struggle they want when they want when they're struggling they want more sales when they're not struggling and they're doing great they want more sales so you know sales is just always a part of the work life but like you said um, part of your day to day life as well um, but what what did you have any like mentors that kind of helped you through this process or no no absolutely so so again I, I was very blessed like I said when I when I came onto the scene um, I had been working for for eight or ten years but but again had had zero sales experience and and, and so I, I was lucky in my first sales job to, to have a uh, a mentor uh, an older gentleman that uh, that had been in the sales side of the business for a while and he just kind of taught me the ropes right and again the other thing I did was I attacked it from from two sides right so uh, I read every book I could get my hands on so I read about six or eight different book about sales and, and again sales is kind of like uh, 
you know, whether it's investing or religion, there's plenty of books out there on it, right? Sure. So, so again, you can you can certainly immerse yourself in that. And, and and then again, yeah, just it was it was a craft that that I decided very quickly I, I needed to hone my skills on. So sure. Um, it, it, it's something where where it's, if you're out there and, and you're an introvert, right? You're somebody. Oh, I don't really like people. I don't really like talking to people or being in front of people or being in crowds. Again, you know that. I'm there, right? I, I I was exactly that way. So, like I said, I was forced into sales because you know, again, it was a way for me to to get to the move of the area. But but what I quickly realized was that that you know, in spite of um, you know the, those quote unquote things that hold you back, you know, the introvertedness, the the, the scaredness to talk to people. Oh, I don't have a knowledge about this or that or whatever. Again, these are all things that you can get beyond, and 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 again, you can kind of develop those skills. For sure. sure. What were some of the books that stood out to you? Um, so, you know, the, the biggest book, uh, you know, anything by uh, Gregory James. He, he's a big salesman. Uh, he, he writes a lot. He writes a lot of books. Uh, there was one specifically. Uh, it was called "How I Raised Myself from Success to Failure in Sales." So, was, and I can't remember the author's name off the top of my head, but but it was a book written back in the fifties, actually. But again, okay. he just, he was very. Uh, open and, and, he, and he talked about, hey, here, here was my sales journey, and, and he talked about, look, you, you had a lot of failures, and, and, and you brought up your dad, and, and again, you know, my, my father was a salesman, and, and so when I decided to start this journey, I called him, and, and he said, listen, Brian, you know, if you want to be successful in sales, 99% of people fail, and here's the reason why they fail, because they can't accept rejection. Sure. Right? So in my personal journey i mean i would say 98 percent of the people i've tried to sell something to it it's been a failure right but sure. you know again what what you learn early on if, if you're going to be successful is that a it's never personal and b you know it's not that your message is wrong it's maybe just the person receiving that message sure. isn't the right one so no that's good i mean a lot of times what we talk about on the show is just fundamental success principles you know things like balance and moderation and when you're talking about uh, handling rejection, I just hear the word perseverance. You know, you have to kind of continue to, to push and to, to not give up and to not take it personally. And I think that's just a huge life skill for people um, in or outside of sales. No, absolutely. And, and again, as you discussed, you know, it is all about, you know, you've got to have that health, whether it's, you know, mental health, spiritual health, physical health, you know, all of those tools uh, as you go on your life's journey, whether it's in sales or not, right? I mean, and that's where... You know, again, you, you've got to have a, a constant attitude of learning. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it, I was never very good in school. Um, you know, it, it just was never something that I was very good at. But but what I always what I was able to develop was was a love for learning, right? And, sure. and so, you know, again, as, as you go on in your journey, and and, and you know, it, whether it's tackling you know the the physical health side, the mental health side, no, absolutely, it, it, it's it's good to learn those skills. You know, because again, like I said, at the end of the day. Um, you know, it doesn't matter if you are, you know, 85 years old and just wheeling around. You're still selling yourself to somebody, oh, right? sure. Absolutely. <laughs> no, that makes sense. Um, is this stuff you try to, you know, teach your kids? I know we've, we've both talked about our kids a lot and oh. the idea of, you know, them understand how to manage money and different things. But uh, do you talk? Do you talk to your kids about sales? And absolutely. How that their lives. No, no, no. Absolutely. So, so the biggest thing in my house is we don't have an allowance. We have a commission, right? And and <laughs> there and, and, you go. and so that, that's what that's why I treat, try to teach all three of them is, is exactly that. Listen, you get paid only when you work and you provide a service to this world, right? Sure. Um, for me, an allowance is just another nice way of saying, "Hey, here's here's money for doing nothing," right? You know. <laughs> 
So they have a list of chores, and, and every day or every week or whatever we go down, and if they've done that chore, they get their commission, and if they haven't, well, then, you know, that was their choice, and they understand. And, you know, again, there's there's a few things that you've got to do because you live under my roof. But, but yeah, no, it, and, again, it, it's to that point, it's all about creating those skills and, and learning that drive. And, again, if you can make yourself more marketable, more manageable, um, you're, you're going to explode in whatever field you decide to do. Yeah, I think that's a that's a great point. I mean, a lot of it is producing something, and a lot of it is, you know, to make yourself more marketable, you have to be able to take on more responsibility. That was one of the things that stood out to me. I was having a conversation with one of my business mentors. This was probably 10 years ago, but he basically said, you know, Brad, if, if uh, making money was all about hard work, then the ditch diggers would make the most money. Um, so there's a component of, of just how much responsibility you can take on, and that ties into how marketable somebody is. Um, but you have to be able to produce something. Um, and I think that's, you know, it sounds like you're teaching that lesson to your kids and uh, the commission aspect. And Absolutely. You know, and, and again, I, I tell anybody that will listen all the time, look, I'm not the smartest guy, I'm not the best looking guy, but I will outwork anybody. You know, for, for example, in, in my career, and, and, and I've been with uh, the, the company I work for now for about nine years, and, and we've had at least 15 salespeople come and go, right? Mm-hmm. So I am I'm the longest tenured salesman by far, and and again that that is due, like I said, not to not to my knowledge, not to my abilities. That is due to the fact that, like I said, I will literally outwork anybody. I'll be up yeah. at two in the morning, taking that flight to get halfway across the country to, to meet with a customer, right? And, yeah. and again, at the end of the day. Um, you know, my, my customers, they understand, they respect that. And, and, and as long as you're delivering a valuable product both to your boss and, again, to your end customer, you're, you're always going to be successful. Sure, absolutely. Um, what What are some of the things that you do to kind of keep yourself organized you know, in no. terms of sales? Because I think that's another component, too, is, is a lot of people, um, they know how to stay busy, but they don't really learn how to be productive. And a lot of it's how different individuals organize their, their time and their uh, just their systems that they put in place, but what are what are some of the things that you do to make sure you're actually producing results versus just staying busy? Sure, no, no. What, what a great question, right? And and again, that's that's the other big thing, the big key, at least for me that I, that I've learned in sales, right? Is, is exactly that. If you say you're going to do something, you've got to do it. Whether it's hey, I'll get that quote back to you today by four, whether it's hey, I'll call you again next week, or you know whatever it is. So for me, the tools that I use. Um, you know, the good old number two pencil and a legal pad, right? I there mean, nobody's ever hacked that, you know? <laughs> so so uh, I love that. I always have, at the beginning of every day, I'll start out with an organi- organization list of, hey, here are the four or five things that, that I want to get done, I want to accomplish today. Um, you know, as we've come into a more digital age, um, the Outlook calendar, right? You know, mm-hmm. if it's not on my calendar, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, just, just tools like that. So those, for me at least, those are probably the two biggest things that, that I use, right, is, is whether, it's a, whether, whether it's a calendar to kind of line out my day. And, and again, you got to be very intentional about that. So, so on that calendar, I will have specific time for whether it's, um, you know, uh, setting aside 10 or 15 minutes for, for a, a spiritual break, setting aside time for the gym, you know, whatever that is. Again, it, it, it's always, you, you've got to kind of plan that stuff ahead because sure. if you don't plan your day, your day will wash over you, right? Oh, yeah. And it'll happen day after day after day. And then you wake up after 40 years like, hey, where did my life go? Right? So <laughs> Absolutely. organization is huge. No, no, that makes sense. Um, you know, for the listeners too, you may be kind of thinking, what does this have to do with health? And, you know, I know we touched on a little bit, but a lot of these mechanics in sales tie into your health. You know, you have to get organized to make sure that your uh, spiritual health is met, whether it's reading scripture or prayer or whatever. Um, you have to 
make sure that you're organized to, to make sure your physical health is met. You know, exercise, some of those things. You have to get organized to make sure that your mental-emotional side of health is met, uh, <clears throat> whether that's um, meditation, whether that's a hobby to kind of let yourself unwind and your mind unwind. But you have to be intentional with those things. And um, that's one of the things I like about sales is you really have to be intentional or, or like you said, your day will just kind of wash over you. And I think that's why... I'd, just, you know, I grew up around salesmen my whole life. Your dad was a salesman. Um, and I think that's why a lot of guys end up giving up is they're just not organized and they're not intentional. And those types of mechanics are key with sales, health, um, whatever. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and, and again, like, like I said earlier, you know, as, as you're selling, you're, you're selling internally more than anything else, right? And, you know, that, that little voice in your head is selling to you every single day, right? And, and that's where to your point about health and, and the keys to that is, like I said, the, the way to be successful in sales is, is to be able to overcome rejection or overcome failure. It's, it's going to be the same way in your health journey, right? Oh, yeah. You know, um, if, if you failed, you know, oh, I had a goal today of going to the gym and, and you fail, right? That can spiral out of control. So you've yeah. got to accept that failure say, hey, I failed today, but I'm not going to tomorrow. And, yes. and again, that's, if you can master that skill, you're mastering life, right? You know, you've got to be able to have that self-control and, 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 again, just be able to sell yourself internally on, hey, I am going to, you know, go to the gym tomorrow. I'm going to go see Uncle or I'm going to go see Brad this week or, or whatever that is, right? So, yes. <laughs> absolutely. That reminds me of the old uh, SNL skits where they stand in front of the mirror. I feel good. I feel great. I feel wonderful. I feel good. But you have to be able to, to pump yourself up and get yourself excited. And um, I always tell people you have to know how to push your own buttons because um, that's that's an important part of this whole process. Yep, and, and for sure. And if, if you don't know what those buttons are, just just ask your spouse or your kids or, or your mom or whoever, or your dad, you know, whoever that is. They will know what your buttons are for sure. <laughs> exactly. and, and they'll know what motivates you too. And, and, and again, that, that's the other great thing about sales, right, is, is, is and this is what I tell each one of my bosses, right? So, so as I get a new boss, I say two things. I say, number one, you know, don't bother me, right? Don't micromanage me because at the end of the day, that's not how I function. That's not how some people, they need to be micromanaged. That's just not how I work. And, yes. and then number two, if I come to ask you for help, you know, I've got to have that immediately. And, and again, you need those people in your life where you can go and ask for those help and ask for that advice. Absolutely. No, and I think that's a great point, too, in terms of style. You know, you communicating to your bosses, this is my style. I don't like to be micromanaged. That was one of the things that stood out to me the most when I was a kid because my dad would tell me a lot of stories about business. And these stories would just kind of really paint a picture in my mind of the different styles and the different um, approaches to, to business and to sales. And um, I forget some of these guys' names, but, you know, one of the guys that my dad would tell me stories about, he was very, like almost James Bond, you know, just a three-piece suit, very charming, uh, very eloquent. Um, my dad's style was he was very funny. You know, my dad was the type of person that he would leave a meeting and the people would be crying. They were laughing so hard. Um, but just to know that different style, I'm, I'm somebody that I can't be micromanaged either. Um, and if somebody does that, um, and if I'm working for somebody and they do that, it's just really going to cramp my style. Where for other people, they, they thrive being micromanaged and everything's just kind of uh, controlled and, and uh, they're steered in a certain way and, and they really thrive in that environment. But I think that's great for you to know kind of what your strengths and weaknesses are and then be able to communicate those things. 
No, it, it's huge, right? And, and again, that's if you want to be successful in life, that's the first thing you need to know. And and, and people will always say this, and, and I've just never believed it. People will say, hey, you need to know your weaknesses so you can work on them. No, you need to know your weaknesses so you can stay away from them, and you work on your strength and find somebody else that works on your weaknesses. You know, yes. if that's a weakness for you, I'm sorry, you're just you're never going to be great at that, right? And accept that, move on, and, and find somebody that compliments you. You know, again, whether it's your personal relationship, you know, with, uh, with your kids, your wife, your, 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 your parents, whatever that is, or, or whether it's at work, right? Hey, these are the things that I am not good at, and so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move these on to somebody else, you know, and, and, and again, in, in my line of work, the, 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 the business that, that I go after, um, you know, you, you're talking million-dollar deals, and, and you're talking long-term contracts with, with huge manufacturers, right? And, and, sure. and with that, you know, I have, a, I have an extended cycle where, you know, when I, when I started working for, for the company I work for now, it, it took me uh, a little bit over a year to get my first, um, my, my first prospect, you know, through the door and get that contract signed. And now here we are, like I said, you know, eight years later. And, and, and again, uh, the, <laughs> it was the first of many, yeah. um, you know, but, but again, to your point, right, it, it all goes back to understanding your style. And, and for me, the, the biggest strength that I have is being able to read people, emotions, and situations, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and from that, I am able to discern what is this person, what are they looking for, right? Because at the end of the day, everybody's looking for something. Sure. Uh, and I like to say in, in, in the people that I deal with when I'm trying to sell somebody, they're either looking for a promotion or they're looking to save their job, right? Mm-hmm. And how does my product that I'm trying to sell to them help accomplish one of those two goals? Now, and I think that's, like you said, everybody's looking for, some, for something. I think that's one of the purest ways to look at sales is... You recognize a need, what's, what's the person looking for, what do they need, and then just fill that need in whatever way you can, um, you know, assuming it's, it's high integrity, which, uh, you know, that's a big part of this stuff, too. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show is, I mean, you, as you know, business is like anything else. Not everybody's operating in, in integrity, but, right. uh, but I know from the conversations we've had, that's an important thing to you, to, to do it the right way and to do it honestly and, and all those types of things. It's huge, right? And, and again, what, what that has allowed me to do, to your point from the integrity side, what that has allowed me to do in my sales journey is now when I first started, uh, I would literally make 70 calls a day, just random, picking up the phone, you know, mm-hmm. dialing for dollars, right? Yeah. And and I've gotten to the point in my career now where a majority of my leads come from referrals, right? Yeah. So, so a lot of times our, our sales strategy is we want to deal with a a manufacturing company company that has multiple locations throughout the country, right? And and we will get into one of those locations and then kind of like a virus spread out in, in, yeah. in all of them, right? And, and again, yeah, if... It, to, to going back to your earlier point, if, if you're not following up with that person and, and executing and doing what you want, then you know again you can you can kiss that goodbye. It's a lot different than, you know. And again, there's different types of sales, you know. And, and a lot of times people view sales as a as a terrible icky thing, you know, because whether it's Hollywood or whether it's an experience with a used car deal or something mm-hmm. of that nature, right? They, they they view it as oh, sales is gross and disgusting, and, mm-hmm. and it's something you're pushing out on the people, and it shouldn't be that way, right? Yeah. Like I said, you know, everybody's engaged in it, and it's yeah. just how you do it, right? It's with integrity. And, and, uh, and purpose. Yes. No, that makes sense. Um, and that's uh, everybody is engaged in it, whether they realize it or not. Um, but what, to kind of transition to, to something else, what do you feel like, you talked about your biggest strength is, um, you know, reading people and situations and emotions. And 
What do you feel like your biggest weakness is? Oh, you know, my, what, what do you have to do to, to kind of fill that gap? Yeah, no, no, by far. So, so my biggest weakness is, is, like I said, I'm a natural introvert, right? Yeah. So, so my desire to go out there and, and be around people, crowds, things, strangers, it, it, it is very low. And, and that's, well, Brian, you're in sales, right? That, that's what you do all day, every day. Yeah. And, and that is 100% true. But, but again, I recognize that for me that is a struggle, right? Yeah. And that is something I wake up every day having to say, I've got to go out there into the world and talk to strangers and, yeah. and there, there's people like yourself that you know can do that you know you, you can talk to a bucket right and it ain't a big deal and you'll have a great time <laughs> doing it right <laughs> right yeah. you know but but again for me be, being out in the world and, and putting yourself out there is, is extremely hard right so 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 how do i how do you overcome that you know I, I obviously first and foremost a you recognize it right okay this is this is a, a weakness of mine so um, you know, again, it, it, it's a matter of saying, okay, I, I understand this is a weakness, but this is what I've got to do to get the job done. Sure. And, and so then you view it more as a, hey, I'm solving a problem for this person. Mm -hmm. and, and, and again, if I can't do that, well, then I'm just going to move on. And, and so again, for me, that, that helps me with the rejection side, right? Yeah. Um, you know, and, and again, like I said, being a, a, an introverted person in sales, right? What, what an oxymoron that is. But what I have found is, is, like I told you, because that is a weakness of mine, my strength is that because I spent so much of my life, you know, either just being by myself or, 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 or kind of being in the background, I, I created great observation skills. Mm. Um, you know, whether it's, it's nonverbal communication, whether it's the way people talk, how people talk, whatever, anyway. I was able to then develop that. Now I can take those skills and, like I said, be, be extremely successful in sales. But, you know, again, no sale starts without you talking to someone, right? Sure. And, hey, Brian, you know, that's what you've got to do. You've got to go talk to random strangers yes. and get on airplanes and, and sit next to people and, and engage in conversation, you know, and, and, and put yourself out there on the radio, right? Yes, so, absolutely. Oh, you, all, all good. You're here doing it for sure. Absolutely. But you mentioned the uh, power of observation. Um I just went to a conference. It's been two or three weeks ago in Orlando. A big group called Functional. Um, it's called uh, Functional Neurology. Uh, it's kind of the concept. It's the Carrick Institute for Functional Neurology. But Ted Carrick is the head of this group. And to kind of put it in perspective, he scored the highest on the neurological exam at Harvard compared to anybody in history. So real, real bright guy. It's a neat conference because they have people that are chiropractors and they have medical doctors and people that are purely research. Like Ted Carrick, his, his whole career is research at either Harvard or, or Cambridge. Um, but he has an extensive art uh, collection, and he really promotes the idea of doctors getting more into art and observing art. And, of course, we went to that Van Gogh uh, exhibit in Nashville. But looking at art increases your powers of observation. So that's a lot of why he thinks there's just a lot of a benefit um, to, uh, to looking at art and increasing that skill set. But... You're right, observation is huge, and I think that's, you know, let's talk more about that in the sense that a lot of times people with sales, they kind of talk themselves out of a sale because they're not observing what's going on, what the person's saying. They're not really listening. Uh, they're just trying to kind of communicate what they want to communicate. But how does that tie into to what you do? Absolutely. <clears throat> you know, it, it's huge, right? You, you said it yourself. You talk yourself out of a sale. You know, one of the biggest things that, uh, I, I've had to uh, had, had to realize is don't listen to give an answer. Listen to understand, right? You, yeah. You're exactly right. And, and, and early on, my my mentor, you know, after we, we went in a meeting and, 
you know, he would always quiz me coming out, you know, how do you think he did? What was good? What was bad? Whatever. And, and finally one day he just said, look, Brian, you, you talk too much, right? <laughs> um, you know, I don't know if you're nervous or, 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 or what it is, but, but you're talking too much. He said, so you have got to stop and actually listen. Mm. And he said, you know, the biggest benefit that you have is the pause. Yes. You know, the, the pregnant pause, as they like to call it, right? Where people will automatically fill up that void, you know, in, in conversation. So if, you, if next time you're talking to your buddy or, or, or your wife or your husband or, or your mom or your dad or whoever, you know, ask a question and then just pause. And then once they're done talking, you keep that pause going for about a good 30 seconds of stretch, but they will start talking again, right? <laughs> and he said, you've got to use that in sales, right? Because at the end of the day, somebody will tell you what they need for you sure. to sell them, right? But if you, if you don't pause long enough, if you're more, well, hey, here's this next new great feature that we have, or you know, here, here's here's this next, and this is this is why this vitamin is really great, and this is why this that and the other, and you know, and, and, and again, you keep filling that space, you're you're never gonna get anywhere, right? So it's all about capturing that 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 pause, and and, and again, just using that to your advantage. Don't say anything, and trust me, they will fill up that void. <laughs> yes, now that's a great point. That that reminds me of uh, your sister, my wife. You know, because Melissa has talked to me a lot about that. You know, when I first started doing radio and some of these things, because, of course, Melissa has an extensive background in TV and this type of communication. And she would always say that, you know, people are uncomfortable with silence. You know, just it's okay to not be talking nonstop and fill every uh, square second of, um, you know, with noise or with uh, things to say. So it's okay to pause. It's okay to kind of just relax and listen and, and uh, communicate slowly versus I think sometimes when we get nervous or, if we're trying to make a sale or whatever, there is that temptation. Just keep communicating over and over and over. Absolutely. And, and again, like, like you said, you can talk yourself right out of a sale, you know. And, and, and yeah, having having had the ability to, to observe Melissa, um, you know, I was able to go to the studio several times when she was she was doing uh, meteorology on TV. And, and, again, just the precision to with which, uh, whether it's TV or, or, or radio or whatever, the precision with which those people think is, is just absolutely incredible. Because she was down to the second, you know, here's where I need to be, here's what I need to be doing, here's what I need to say, right, and being very intentional. And, and the other funny, just just personal story uh, about Melissa, right? If if the the biggest the biggest thing that that I always uh, observed from her was every time we went out to eat, you know, one of two things would happen: either people would stare at you, but they would never come up and talk to you, or number two, they would get the courage to come up and talk to her. And the first thing out of their mouth was always, "Wow, you're a lot shorter than I thought, right?" Because again, on TV, she looks very tall. Because but but anybody that you see on TV, I promise you, they are a lot shorter than you you think that they are. And again, that's all about perception, right? Because they're not going to keep the camera at one angle. They want to present that that stature, and and, and and it shows prestige. And again, they're selling to you, hey, this is you know yeah, what you want. And, and again, the last little you know tidbit that she, she taught me was you know if it bleeds, it leads, right? Oh, you know, yes. and, and and so again, the drama. Yeah, exactly. And, and at the end of the day, that's what you've always got to figure out: what 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 is what is what I'm doing right now? What are they trying to sell me, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I tell my wife this all the time, right? They're trying to sell you an advertisement. So whatever you key on, whatever you click on, whatever you listen to, that's what you're going to get more of. Because, again, at the end of the day, they need those clicks yes. so they can sell those ads. Yes, there you go. Well, I think that's a good place to stop. Um, really appreciate you joining us this morning. I think it was a, a fun show. Hopefully the listeners enjoyed it. Uh, but thanks for coming. I really do appreciate oh, thanks it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. All right. Well, I'll go ahead and close out. Um, once again, my name is Dr. Brad Shapiro with Ultimate Health. We're available five days a week, Monday through Friday. 
If you'd like to be seen in our Winchester office, we can see you on a Monday or Friday. Or if you'd like to be seen in our Manchester office, we can see you on a Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. You can reach us at area code 931-967-6308. Again, that's area code 931-967-6308. Also, I want to encourage you to check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash ultimatechiropractic. And last but not least, check out our website at www.ultimatehealthtn.com. There's all kinds of things on our website, but if you click on that UH Podcast tab, you can find the recording of this show and many others. Um, but it's all just designed to, to empower you and to help you be healthier in many ways, including how sales ties into all that stuff. But hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and we will talk to you Monday of next week at 7.05.